JD Talking Sports, Thursday, February 23rd, 2017. Drop the G. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes. All right, I got a lot to get to today. Isaac, you can't stay in my way. I love you. I didn't mean that. No disrespect for Mr. Hayes, ever. Now, the Knicks offered up D. Rose for Ricky Rubio straight up, and they got dissed by the T-Wolves. I thought, I thought Thibodeau, Thibodeau would be like, hey, I want, I want Derrick Rose playing for me. But obviously, there was something them keeping them. And I was excited. I was talking to Ryan today. I was, he wasn't that excited about Rubio. I said, Rubio, youth with Porzingis would be a great fit. New beginnings, all that stuff. The Clippers wanted Courtney Lee, but they didn't have a first-round draft pick to give up for him. Just destroys me, man. Destroys me. I, I thought the Knicks were... I thought Carmelo... Well, Carmelo had the no-trade clause. That wasn't going to happen. But I thought something good was going to happen today for the Knicks. Nope. Nope. They're playing the Cavs tonight. Oakley will attend the game. They're not sure if he is a guest of LeBron. Kind of sucks. I really kind of wanted the team to get younger. I really did. I wanted the team to get younger. And it didn't happen. And it's kind of crazy that the Nets actually had more movement than the Knicks did. Picked up a second first round pick. They got rid of Bogdanovich. They got rid of McCullough. Today they traded... They they took $3 million off the cap for Houston by taking... KJ McDaniel's small forward shooting guard this year this year 29 games 2.8 points a rebound 2015 he signed a 3-year deal for 10 million so it's not a lot of money They're playing tomorrow at Denver Jeremy Lin should play tomorrow he's missed the last 26 games missed 44 all season Atkinson said they could go to a two-point guard lineup. Alongside Lynn could be Spencer Didwitty. He's, you know, he's 6'6". Or Isaiah Whitehead, he's 6'4". Nets are 2-30 and 30 in their last 32. Yes, you heard it right. Two wins, 30 losses the last 32 games. 14-game losing streak, 16-game losing streak at home. And they did more. Than, I, was, you know, I was kind of pissed, I have to be honest. I, I, was, I, was, I was really pissed. I checked out, you know... Oh, at 1 o'clock today, it said that Paul George from the Pacers was gone. Gone. Did not happen. The Hawks traded Mike Scott. It was all little dinky trades today, except for the the Cousins to the Pelicans. Big trade. Hawks sent Mike Scott to the Suns for a protected second-round pick and cash. Rockets traded guard Tyler Ennis to the Lakers and creates $3.5 million in caps. So they, they, they got rid of a lot of cap space, the, the Rockets. Cleared up some money. Now, Thunder... The Thunder, I was I was kind of happy about this. The Thunder got Taj Gibson, who's plays tough. But Doug McDermott from Creighton, I always liked him. Can shoot. Might be a good pickup for the Thunder. And the Bulls got Cameron Payne, Anthony Morrow, who used... I always liked him. Got injured a couple of years ago. And Joffrey Laverne. Nuggets acquired Roy Hibbert from the Bucks for a protected future second-round pick. Man, Roy Hibbert... How the mighty have fallen from the Bucks. I mean, with the Pacers, I thought he was going to be the next big thing. Did not happen. 
And the Nuggets actually made a monster offer to the Pacers for Paul George. Talks went nowhere. I thought he was going to be gone. Monster offer. Unbelievable. Courtney Lee to the Clippers, but the Clippers did not have an immediate first-round draft pick to trade. That didn't happen. And the Pelicans are auditioning free agent Jared Jack, the former net, to help with the backcourt, to help big man DeMarcus Cousins. They're making a run for the playoffs. Yeah, 110. Likely to be traded. Yeah, that didn't happen at all. Tracy Grady, McGrady talked about how he almost got traded in 1997 for Scottie Pippen. And Scottie Pippen said that Jerry Krause is trying to trade me every year. What what a putz. You know, I, 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 you know what? Scottie Pippen, that year, and I talked about it at an old show, that year that Jordan was out and they lost to the Knicks on a controversial call in the playoffs, he was the MVP of the All-Star game. He was a beast that year. He was on, I, I'm trying to think they would have won a title without him. That's how good Scottie Pippen was. He did everything. And he had this horrible contract. He had like a seven, I think he had a seven-year or eight-year, $17 million contract where he made nothing through the prime of his career. I mean, the money he made and what he should have made is ridiculous. He made nothing for like, that eight-year deal was garbage. Unbelievable. Just just crazy. All this Celtics and Pacers were talking about making a trade. The Sixers, okay, I'm sorry. The Sixers traded Nerlin Noel, Noel, their center, who they was, was a, I think he went third in the draft. I think Noel went third in the draft that year. Well, they traded him to the Mavs for center Andrew Bogut, who now they're trying to—they were trying to get, send him to another team, which didn't happen. And they—they they traded him. The Sixers got him and shooting guard Justin Anderson out of UVA, who was a first-round pick, number twenty-one in the 2015 draft, averaging about six, six and a half, three rebounds a game, and a conditional first-round pick. All right. Sixers get draft picks. And that's the thing that Bogut didn't play well with Dirk Nowitzki, so he ended up getting benched. Third year with the Sixers, Noel. 8.9 points, five rebounds, 29 games this year. He's a restricted free agent after next year, which means the Mavs can offer him the most money and years than any other team in the NBA. We shall see. I thought they were going to get rid of Okafor. Well, they, well, they were talking about getting getting rid of Noel earlier this year. It didn't happen. But, man, wow. And Deron Williams possibly receiving a buyout from Mavs as Dallas prepares to hand the reins to Yogi Ferrell. You know what? If he ends up having a monster career, the Nets are going to be shooting themselves for a long damn time. And then there was uh, Suns trade uh, forward P.J. Tucker to the Raptors for center Jared Sullinger and two future second-round picks. P.J. Tucker can shoot the lights out, man. Look at this. They got Serge Ibaka. Now they got Tucker. You have DeRozan, Lowry. I'll tell you, they're making a push. Maybe they're going to try to push the Cavs this year to make the uh, go all the way this year. I don't know. They have rabid fans out there, great rabid fans. And WNBA president Lisa Borders was stunned and disappointed by Candace Wiggins' toxic comments, critical of the league. Yeah, I think that's the PC, PG, G-rated version of those of those terms. That's for sure. Definitely, definitely. Now, Jim Boheim 
was on Dan Patrick today. He said he might be done this year. There's a plan in place. I hope not. I hope not. But, you know, he, he's been there forever. He's been there. <laughs> I, he was there when my brother went to school at Syracuse. And after watching the three-pointer last night, man, the dome was rocking. Oh, my God. I went to a first two rounds of the tournament there, and it was awesome. What was it, six games in two days? Heaven. Heaven. Drove up, spent a couple days up there, took off from work when I was in college. That was I, I still have a T-shirt. I bought a T-shirt there that I've never worn. Still have it. Like I have a Pro Bowl T-shirt. Never wore that either. And that's a collector's item because there's no more Pro Bowls in Hawaii. There might never be ever again. Oh, yeah. That's some good stuff. Now, you know, we talk about how coaches get the hook here. Leicester City, nine months ago, won the Premier League Championship. Nine months ago. Claudio Renieri. Renieri. I wanted to say Claudio Renieri. That was pretty good. Fired. They were five wins, 14 losses, six draws, 21 points there, one point out of relegation. This is from going English Premier League to almost being relegated right now. They have yet to score a goal in 2017, and they've picked up one point out of a possible 18. Out of the last 18 possible points, they picked up one point. They play Liverpool on Monday. They actually got rid of him. They got rid of the assistant manager. They got rid of the conditioning coach. And they're going to look for some to replace. But imagine that. Can you believe that? You win the Premier Imagine. Okay. Imagine. Yeah, imagine Belichick wins a championship. Next year, they start out 0-14 and they fire the coach. They go nuts here. But over there, it happens all the time. I mean, I'm just like, wow. Done. You win. You win the Premier League. And bam, you have a bad, you know. Players didn't buy into him anymore. I mean, that quickly? I mean, man, did they pull the hook quickly. And they, I'm just like, wow. And he just got signed to a new deal and everything. I'm just like, wow, man. That is, it blows my mind. It blows my mind when I, when I, when I read stuff like this. Just, wow. And Wayne Rooney is now staying with Man U. I want to end the recent speculation. He said he's not going to, it's not like not going to the MLS, not going to the Chinese Super League. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. I love this, you know. But that, Renieri, I mean, wow. Nine months after winning. I, I'm just, I mean, if that happened over here, they'd have a shit show. Imagine that. The only guy who, you know who used to do that all the time? Was Steinbrenner. And people went nuts over here. They'd go nuts. Well, again, they're losing. But still, that soon after, man, that's that's a quick hook. And I thought this was interesting. But a very interesting article about now that South Korea is getting the Winter Olympics, both their men's and women's hockey team automatically qualify, and it's not a sport that's played over there. Well, the women's coach is Sarah Murray, whose dad, Andy Murray, coached in the NHL. She is Canadian-born. She won two national championships as a player at Minnesota Duluth. And she said one of the things she had to teach the players was they didn't know how to hop over the boards from the bench onto the ice. They always used the door, and they literally were running into each other, coming off the ice and going in. Going off the ice, coming on the ice. I mean, she had to teach him how to hop over the boards. I just thought that was a, I just thought that was a funny story. Things you just make you go. Things I would take for granted. And I'm like, wow, you have to. Pretty, pretty impressive, right? That's that 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 cracked me up. That cracked me up a lot. Now, Syndergaard is looking forward to rising to the occasion, starting opening day for the Mets. I like that. I like having that 
feeling good about that things. And the Yankees, Mitt Romney and his family are bidding to buy a small stake in the Yankees. Thank you, John Heyman. Wow. I thought the Steinberg... I, I don't know why they need someone to buy a small stake. Are they low on cash? It's a $3 billion franchise, isn't it? I don't know. I found this a little perplexing. Ah, the Jets. The Jets, the Jets, the Jets. The Jets. Now, Brian Costello wrote a article about possible free agents for the Jets. And well, well first off, you know we have Revis. They're talking about safety. Now this is the thing. Revis has over has an NFL decade under his belt, which is guess, basically like having 40 years of, of life. That's how much beating you get. It has to be, does he want a successful second act? He'll have to reinvent himself like Charles Woodson. He faced the same question when he joined the Packers in 2006. He was 29, ended up playing another 10 years, most of them after making the move to safety. Now, one veteran D-back coach for an AFC said to her that Revis can do whatever he wants. It's a matter of whatever whether he wants to do it. Now, the thing about Woodson, he was still throwing his body around at that point. Now, Revis has done that when he's had to do it, but not all the time. I mean, now he has to say mentally, does he want to sell out and do all that, do it all the time? He said, that'll be the interesting part. Now, the thing is, it's really going to be the buy-in. How physical does he want to be? Now, corner, you're tackling and hitting, but it's not in every play like it is at safety. He's a stout guy. He should be able to do it. It's not like he's a Dominic Rogers Camardi where he couldn't take the pounding and it never happened. He can do it. That's what he feels. We shall see. Now, we all know the Jets need a quarterback, but there's other things they need. Outside of defensive end and wide receiver, and they still might need some help there, you could argue the Jets need to make additions at every position. Now, cornerback, Mike McCagnan. The Jets were on the cornerback market two years ago, and he went on a spending spree, McCagnan, with Revis, Antonio Cromartie, and Buster, Buster Screen. Last year, they gave him 13 plays of 40, 40 yards or more. 13 plays of 40 yards or more. They'll likely cut Revis, leaving Screen, Dow Roberts, the second-year player, Justin Burris as the team's top corners. There are no elite corners. There are a few that have a potential to be that. Now, one of them is A.J. Boye. He's the hottest name. And McCagney knows Boye from his days as a college scouting director in Houston. There's also the Rams' Tremaine Johnson, the Bills' Stephon Gilmore, and the Patriots' Logan Ryan are also options. Now, offensive tackle. They just gave up on uh, Giacomini. Just got, was a cap casualty today. And Ryan Clady. So now their left and right tackles are gone. They have Ben Angelana, who filled in at both spots last year, could be an option at one of the spots. He's a free agent, but the team wants him back. Rick Wagner of the Ravens and Andrew Whitworth of the Bengals are the top two free agents. Now, Whitworth is 35 and will probably want to go to a team closer to winning than the Jets. Kelvin Beecham, he was recently released by the Jags. He could go to the Jets. He actually visited the Jets last year before going to Jacksonville. Now, edge rusher. It's been a need since 2006. Now, they still have hope for Lorenzo Malden, a 2015 draft pick. But he only had two and a half sacks last year. Now, the headliners are Melvin Ingram from the Chargers and the 
and the Cardinals' Chandler Jones. Now, both could be franchised and not hit the market. If they do, their price tags are going to be huge, probably too rich for the Jets. Now, more realistic for the Jets is Jabal Sherd from the Patriots and the Packers' Nick Perry. Now, tight end, which barely got a sniff the last years. Now, John Warren has taken over as offensive coordinator, and the tight end will become part of the offensive again. Now, they have Austin, Safarian, Jenkins, but he had 10 catches last year for the Jets. Martellus Bennett, he also won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. He's a big name. Now, but the Jets going after an outspoken player with locker room issues, I think he wants a quieter locker room, but damn, he could play. Now, Jermaine Gresham, the Jets went after him hard last year. They offered him a contract, but he ended up going to the Cardinals. Jack Doyle from the Colts. He had 59 catches the Colts last year. The same number as Brandon Marshall, a team high. These are all possibilities, right? I guess we shall see. Uh, they also waived Nick Folk, as I said, Giacomini, who is 32 in September. Now, he actually finished in... He only had 266 snaps all of last year, finished in the bottom 15 of the worst tackles in the NFL per pro football focus. Now, Falk, last year, 27-31 field goals, 24-26 extra points. He leaves the Jets as the second most field goals made in franchise history by a Jets kicker. And now they don't have a no left tackle, no right tackle from last year, no quarterback. Things looking up for the Jets. Way up. Way, 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 way up. Yeah, not even close. Now, I wanted to read... There was a great... I read a great article. Today. Well, first off, okay. Some NFL stuff. Jay Cutler. Would you want him to be with the Jets? Is he a good influence for a young quarterback? No. I go with big no, no, no one. Now, the Cards will face the Cowboys in the 2017 Hall of Fame game on August 3rd in Canton, Ohio. All right. And I was happy about this. The Pitts, Pitt, Pittsburgh running back, James Conner, he had Hodgkin's lymphoma, missed two years ago, came back last, missed 2015, came back this past year, had over 1,000, almost 1,100 yards, 16 touchdowns for Pittsburgh. He is given a clean scan, clean bill of health, and he'll be ready for the combine, which starts February 28th in Indianapolis. I think that's pretty freaking cool. Very cool. Now, I know we've talked a lot about Tom Brady's career and all that stuff. You know, where he came from, where everything he's done. And it's it's a pretty amazing career when you think about it, right? Sorry, I was looking for the... Matt Bowen. Now, this is the thing. Matt Bowen was drafted in 1998. One pick ahead of Tom Brady in the sixth round of the 1998 draft. Now, Brady's still playing. Matt Bowen, he was a defensive back out of Iowa. Played seven years in the league, four teams, cut three times. He's been out of the league for nearly a decade. Now, don't feel sorry for him because he is now... He is... He did all right. He's a writer. He writes. He writes for ESPN. You know, he writes from a player's perspective. But there's other things that happen that I want to talk about. Tom Brady, there were 198 players taken before Brady. 31 teams passed on him. Many of them did so six times. 
Six quarterbacks were taken before him and three kickers before Brady. And Bowen still remembers a TD he gave up to Brady at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City in a 12-9 loss to Michigan. He said it was an inside slant route to tie sheets. And he said if he would have kept the shoulder square instead of guessing, you know, he would have been fine. Tom smoked him for a touchdown. He still remembers that play. I love that he remembers a play from 19 years ago like it was yesterday. When I was in grad school, we had to do a scene night for agents. And I still remember that like it happened yesterday. Like I still remember it like fresh in my mind. It's amazing how things... Why, why does the good stuff... I mean, there are some good things to say in here, but man, the shitty stuff sometimes just stays in your head forever. Now, Bowen said that special teams is how he made and stayed in the league. Now, this I found this really interesting. Emily Kaplan, great writer on the MMQ, MMQB. Great, great writer. She wrote a great story here. I want to thank her for it. But in his rookie year, he started two games to safety, but, it, but his value was in special teams. But... In his second season opener, the Rams went to play the Eagles on that terrible, terrible turf at Vet Stadium. Now, he stepped on one of the seams where they laid down the turf, breaking his foot. Now, in week six, the Rams asked him if he could run. I was 23. I didn't know any better. It wasn't 100%, but I ran. They asked me to. They said, okay, if you can run, it means you're healthy. They cut him. So he began a workout tour. Now, this is what we don't, you don't hear about. The guy, what these guys have to do. He flies to Green Bay, home for a day. Fly to Phoenix, then San Francisco, then Seattle. And from there, a red-eye to Boston. Now, he's out of clean clothes. He was picked up at Logan Airport and driven to Foxborough by a quality control assistant. Where a lot of guys, that's where a lot of guys who become head coaches start off at. That's the grunt work. He worked out immediately upon arriving. My foot is not healed, but to stay in the league, you have to take some risks. So he's in front of Bill Belichick and Scott Pioli the GM, and trying to try my best. And actually, his college coach, Kirk Ferentz, has a relationship with Belichick from their days with the Browns, and Bowen felt it was the best of his five tryouts. Now, is, is it, Bowen's agent reported back the Patriots were very interested, but Pioli called after reviewing scans from Massachusetts General Hospital. Sorry, you're not healthy. We can't sign you. Now, a few months later, Brady led the Patriots past the Rams in the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl ever for the Patriots. Now, he did latch on a team in 2001. He signed with Green Bay. He liked it there. Now, his longtime girlfriend, Sean, became his wife. He has four kids, one with Down syndrome. You know, he's guys had a life. And she was only a short drive away in Illinois. He got to practice with Brett Favre every day. Now, after joining the Packers midseason 2001, he ended up signing a restricted free agent deal to stay in 2002, which led to his most memorable, memorable professional highlight he goes I had four interceptions in my career and the other ones look you're probably not going to talk about Quincy Carter Doug Johnson uh, Jake DeLome but he did week six in Foxborough Packers up 14-3 late in the first half Brady was trying to you know he's trying to put up points before halftime coming out of the two minute warning false start penalty it turned a third and three into a third and eight from the New England 43 and he said we were playing a cover two it's called the double zone and he said Dion Branch was on a was going out and he's going on a dig route. Now I'm. Now this is all technical stuff. I, I apologize, but I want to. I want to give it give it its its merit. I'm taught to play down, meaning I play over the top of everything and drive down on intermediate routes. So Brady locks in on Branch. I get a great jump of the ball, and we both get our hands on the throw at the catch point, and it, the ball pops up. So I stick my hand back to get a piece of it and pulled it in. He said, "Some really look." 
involved, but that's my first career interception, and it's on Tom Brady. How about that? <laughs> and he goes, I'm very proud of my career. When you're talking about that point in the draft, it's fight to survive mode. I mean, come on, this guy was 198th in the draft. And Spurgeon win was the sixth quarterback taken in 2000. Cleveland took him with the 183rd pick overall, lasted two seasons in the NFL, one start with the Browns in 2001, and two for the Vikings a year later. He went to NFL Europe. He was also in Houston when Brady hoisted the Lombardi Trophy for the fifth time. He works there as an energy broker. And Sherrod Gideon, the man taken one spot after Brady, spent time on practice squads in St. Louis and Miami, but never played a regular season game. Bowen says, as a sixth rounder, you're just trying to make a team, maybe survive a couple years. I lasted seven. And this was the thing. Three years ago, we inquired at the local Catholic high school about becoming a coach. He goes, it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. It got me to a point in my life where I, fo- where I found balance, where I felt comfortable and satisfied. You know, so he's an assistant at IC Catholic. He goes, I'm old now. None of these kids would know me as a player, but they love saying my coach is the guy drafted before Tom Brady. And he says, it's still people talk about it. It's like people all the time bring it up to him. And he, when he tells his DBs not to guess, he cites the play at Iowa when Brady beat him on a touchdown. When he preaches persistence, he often says, it's not where you start, it's where you end up. And he uses, uses Brady's six-round status as an example. Now, last year, the team had one D1 player, running back Jordan Rowell, who went to Northern Illinois. The rest of the kids, really good high school football players. It's the last line of competitive innocence. I like that. It's the last line of competitive innocence. Now, IC Catholic went 14-0, won the state title. Bowen celebrated with the parents and coaches after the state final. And he couldn't comprehend why it meant so much to him. But he'd never won a championship at any level. He goes, I guess I underestimated my, my desire to get to this point in my life. A few nights after Brady won his fifth title, you know, won his fifth title, the guy taken right before him was at a ceremony in Elmhurst, Illinois, where he was presented with his first ring. And I thought that was pretty freaking cool. I really did. I really did. And he has the football, which he put on the seat next to him on the plane ride home. It's, it's in his house, in his study. I guess it's, uh, he kept it as a trophy piece. And kids all the time come and... His kids show it to friends going, hey, my dad had an interception on Tom Brady. It's a good, uh, that's a good conversation piece. Now, Albert Breer talked about A.J. Boye, who is, is going to make some money this year. Now, in 2013, he came out of Central Florida. He wasn't invited to the scouting combine. Then badly pulled a hamstring two weeks before his pro day. A cortisone shot and wrapped to treat it weren't enough to prevent a 4-5 40-yard dash, which made him slip out of the draft completely. He signs with Houston. They already had Jonathan Joseph and Kareem Jackson on the roster. He re-injures his hamstring his rookie year, landed on the IR in October. So this is this. He's on the IR as of October, first month in the season. But he bounced back out of solid 2014. But just four months after the season, the Texans drafted another corner, Kevin Johnson, in the first round. It's like, dude, I can't catch a break. But then there were injuries to Jackson and Joseph in October. And Boye might not have ever gotten an extended look like he did at that point. And when it opened for Boye, he didn't didn't let it shut. He became the number one corner, one of the best players, the NFL's best defense. He played 296 of 298 snaps from week 12 to week 16 and every one of the Texans' defensive snaps in the playoffs. How about that? He said, it gave me a chip on my shoulder. When you're a first-rounder, you have way more room to make mistakes. People make excuses for you, saying you're growing or you're learning. But as an undrafted guy, you have to be perfect. Now, this is the thing. If they put, they know that if they tag him, it's well over $14 million. 
And Boye said, hey, I talked to my agent. I'm not mad that they probably won't franchise me just because of how much the franchise tag is for a corner. It's a lot. At the same time, the situation in Houston, Houston money-wise, there's no telling what's going to happen. At the end of the day, I know they want to bring me back, but they have other things they have to address, which I totally understand. And this is the thing. When he, you know, he took advantage of the coaching of Romeo Cornell and the secondary coach John Butler and assistant Anthony Midget. And he, he, he begged to cover DeAndre Hopkins in practice even after he became a starter. And the, the coaches watched him get stronger and more confident. He recognized roots, challenged throws. AJ just wants to constantly improve. That's what one staffer said. Yeah, I mean, he... Now listen to this. So yeah, and this is the thing. He said he wants a, he wants a truck with TVs in it because he's tired of... Uh, he has to... His daughter watches Frozen over and over again. He wants to get a truck so he can have... TV's in the truck so his daughter can watch TV. I mean, like modest things, he, you know, and his dad is a former correctional officer who once was responsible for guarding and transporting John Gotti, T.I., and Michael Vick. He had spinal surgery last year, so Boye can help there, and he'll probably throw in some cash at the AAO team his dad worked with too. But the main thing is to keep his foot in the door that swung open in October. And he said, now that the time is around the corner, I need to start thinking about it. I can't keep avoiding it. So it's really just on what's going to happen with where I end up. Where am I going to live? What team? What type of teammates? Really, that's it. Because I know in the end, I'm going to be the same person. Good head on his shoulders. Very good head. I would love him. Hey, you know what? Jets, that's the kind of guys we need around the team. A guy undrafted, free agent, given nothing, and wants everything. That's a, I want hungry guys. I want guys that are hungry, that want this bad. Now, one more thing. Offensive line, it's a weak draft. They said that the collegiate spread offense has done to prospects at the offensive line positions in college. Now, nine years ago, the Dolphins took Jake Long over Matt Ryan because there was nothing safer at the time than taking an elite left tackle prospect. Not anymore. Now, for every Lane Johnson that hits, you have more Greg Robinsons, the Rams took, Luke Jokels, Jags took, that come from spread offenses, that miss. Now, one AFC personnel person that Albert Breer spoke of, this is from Albert Breer, MMQB, said the answer is yes. It's not necessarily harder, but the immediate results that you hope for just aren't there. It's a system issue largely coming to a pro-style offense. They need more time to develop within your program to adjust to your technique and scheme. And then you have the offensive off-season rules. They affect them because, you know, you don't have as much time with these guys. And in season, you're not really hitting in practice. So if they're not starting, it gets much harder to develop them. Now, the Cowboys have had success building around their star-studded line. The man is only increasing for top players up front. And they said since the supply's not there, it should be a good month for offensive linemen on the free agent market. We shall see. We shall see. I thought Matt Bowen, I thought that was a pretty cool story. And Jared Goff, I told you he's working with House and Nadeau, who worked with Brady, who worked with Ryan, and they strengthened Ryan's core. The same thing with Jared Goff with the Rams. They said that's what they want to do. That's what he needs to do this offseason. And we saw what it did for the MVP, might I add. The MVP, Matt Ryan. Now, offensive coordinator for the Bills, Rick Dennison, would love to keep Tyrod Taylor, but they own 45, if they keep him, 40 and a half million for the next two years. I thought that's what all quarterbacks are. I, well, who are they going to get? E.J. Manuel? No. No, that's terrible. 
Sign him. You need a quarterback, especially if the offensive coordinator wants him. That's the money you spend the position on is your quarterback. I don't understand what the problem is. You, you know what? You just got rid, rid of Rex, who had no time. What he was? Rex was there. What? Thirty games? Did he even? He didn't even last two seasons. Come on, ridiculous. And Broncos won't pick up offensive tackle Russell Okung's option. They're going to save ten point nine million against the cap. The Broncos will by doing this. I'm telling you, these con- and that's what that's what pisses me off about NFL contracts. You know, you get a five year seventy five million dollar deal. You get thirty million up front. They cut you. That's all you get. So basically, it's whatever the contract should just basically say, "Hey, he got paid twenty five million for two years. That's it." This whole five year hundred million, they don't get the hundred million. Never happens. And they're also talking the Niners need a Julio Jones type receiver, that X guy who can make the catches. You know, I mean, think about that play in the Super Bowl that should have gotten them the field goal that should have won the Super Bowl. That catch he made is what? Not too many guys can do that. Well, Kyle Shanahan's offense, he needs a type, a Julio Jones type. Now, there's a, there's a, I guess there's a Julio Jones part, uh, Two, maybe three. He's a he's a lower Pierre Garcon, who actually was on the Redskins while Shanahan was there. And Pierre Garcon could be a guy. He's thirty-one. Get a couple years out of him. Fit the role that Jones fit for him, and see what happens until they can build a team. Just so this, the Mavs waived eleven-year vet Duran Williams, looking to join the Cavs if he clears waivers. Man, he he took he took the he took the the Nets for a lot of money. Always looked, you know, he's like he's like Carmelo to me. Deron Williams was like Carmelo. Always looks like he's a blimp. Always looks out of shape. Never looks in shape to me. Carmelo never looks in shape to me. I think a couple of years ago we kind of did, but he, again, he doesn't look that. He always looks flappy to me. And I'm like, you're a professional athlete, dude. You look like you're working. I don't. He, hey, he can score at will, but that always bothered me about Carmelo and Deron Williams. Got all that money with the Nets and. Sucked. Now, Joanna Nyandretic, Nyandretic, she's going to defend her strawweight title, Poland's first UFC champ, against Jessica Andrade at UFC 211. That's the one where the heavyweight title is going to be at stake. Stipe Miocic is going to go against Junior Dos Santos in a rematch. Where Miocic actually lost the fight when they fought earlier, when they'd fought when he did before he got the title. It's May thirteenth, UFC two eleven in Dallas via Fox Sports. Thanks for that. Naya Dretrich, thirteen and 7 and in UFC, and Andrade is seven and three in the UFC, sixteen and five overall. And Naya Dretrich Naya is going for her fifth straight title defense. If she does that, she'll be one of only only eight title UFC title holders have done that previously. So think about that. Only eight UFC title holders have had five straight title defenses. That puts her in a pretty rare, rare, rare company, right? I mean, that's pretty damn awesome. She won her last fight, unanimous decision at UFC 205 in November over Karolina Kovalkiewicz. And Andrade will make her 11th octagon appearance since women started fighting in February 2014. Think about that. We are we are three years in she will have fought in a little over three years, this will be our eleventh fight in the octagon. She moved down a straw weight from Bantamweight in June. And she's won four in a row. 
her last four fights. She actually beat, she won USA, UFC Fight Night 104 earlier this month against Angela Hill. Naya Dretrick. I'm rude. Yeah, she, she's, a, she's a badass, man. She is a badass. And I don't know, does anybody care anymore about Mr. Uh, Mr. Pacquiao? Well, he was supposed to fight some Australian fighter. Horn? No one gave a shit. No one cared. No one cared at all. At all. Well, now he is in negotiations with Amir Khan for a blockbuster fight in the United Arab Emirates. Emirates. Pac-Man 59 wins, 6 losses, 2 draws, 38 KOs. WBO welterweight champ. Khan 31 and 4, 19 KOs. Purse could be 30, could top 30 million. Khan lost in the 6th round by KO to Canelo, Alvarez, and May. Also, they have a little history. They were stablemates, but Khan turned his back on Pacman's trainer, Freddie Roach, following a KO loss to Danny Garcia in July 2014. Could be some bad blood there. Now, he's a, he fights hard, but he doesn't beat anybody, Khan. I mean, he, years ago, he was the man, but he's not the man anymore. Right? Over with. End of story. All right. Trivia question from last show. What nation has appeared in all 20 World Cups? United States. Just kidding, folks. Brazil. Brazil has appeared in all 20 World Cups. And who is the only... Okay, tonight's trivia question. Who is the only player to record a triple-double with fewer than 10 points in an NBA, in NBA history? Who is the only player to record a triple-double with fewer than 10 points in NBA history? Now, I'm not too happy. You know, I just want to say one thing. I'm not happy that the Knicks didn't trade anybody. I would have liked Rubio here. I don't understand what happened with the T-Wolves. I wish, and you know, Carmelo we're stuck with. He's not going anywhere. But I would love to see this youth movement. I know I talked yesterday about them getting in the playoffs, but they're 9-19 in the road. They start tonight in Cleveland. I'd rather see him not make the playoffs and get a good draft pick. That's just me. I, I'm looking at the future. Eighth, eighth seed does not do it for me. Mediocrity does not work for me. All right, folks, have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.